internet, don't make me fight you. I am really good. My name is Matthew Kroll. And you might see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. My name is Shahir Dowd. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film Everything Everywhere All at Once. So if you hear any audio anomalies, that's just us coming through you in different multiverse formats, which could be our new thing, by the way. Um, yep. But we're also joined... Thankfully, across the entire length of the internet multiverse, by returning guest Paul Trello, director extraordinaire. Di- Paul, how are you, buddy? I love you. That's oh, the. I love um, you too. That's my quote from the movie, actually. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, okay. But I do love you cool. as well. Oh. <laughs> um, thank you for yeah. Thank you for having me back. I was excited to have you back because uh, you and I have both worked in the music video sphere. And um, I think anyone who's worked in music videos for the last 10 years uh, certainly knows the name The Daniels uh, and has been following for a while. Uh, well, I look, I'll be honest, that's my story. Like, I remember seeing dogboarding, which um, maybe a lot of people, maybe, maybe listeners, if you haven't heard of The Daniels, do yourself a favor right now and Google The Daniels. Yeah, just stop and, this podcast and give yourself yeah. like, like three hours to just consume everything they've ever done. And it will blow your mind. Uh, yes. Yeah, like I said, the first video I saw was a, uh, a, like a little viral video they did called Dogboarding, which was hilarious, where they skateboard on dogs. Uh, then there was the FM Belfast music video. Most people will probably know them for, uh, is it Lil John's? Mm-hmm. Turn it down, down for what? what? Yep. Turn it down for what? If, if you haven't seen that music video, I think, I, I mean, I'd venture to say that's probably one of the greatest music videos in the last 20 years, yeah, right? Yeah, it really is, 100%. Uh, there is absolutely no question. It's definitely one of the most memorable. Um, yeah. I love it. I, I'm, I'm not sure if it's even my favorite of theirs, but um, no. <laughs> it's a it's a damn classic. It's like it just yeah, it doesn't really get you know more memorable than that. And then of course we've done a we've done a film by on the this Daniels. show. Yeah, uh, by the Daniels, uh, Swiss Army Man. Which... Oh, right. Yeah, what, and, and what a what a, what a tearful delight! Oh, well, whenever I, yeah, whenever I tell anyone, have you seen the Daniel Radcliffe uh, fart farting corpse, corpse movie? Farting corpse movie? Yeah, uh, and often people say no, and I'll say, look, which they say which one? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I saw that one. I've seen it twice, actually, or two and a half times. Yeah. Right, <laughs> couldn't quite make it through a third time. The third time, I was like, all right, like yeah. <laughs> But, man, Paul, um, yeah. you uh, since the last time we spoke, uh, we the last time we spoke, there wasn't a pandemic for one. Um, you also lived in New York at the time. You've moved since relocated to LA, and there's been a pandemic. Coincidence? I don't know, but I'm just saying. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> I had to get um, the hell out of there before. Yeah, <laughs> I lit a fuse and ran. Um, how have you been? I noticed, like, of course, I uh, try to keep in touch every now and again, but um, I also just see the amazing things you're doing while you're out in LA. Uh, most notably, you just recently directed a Super Bowl commercial, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I did. Probably a yeah. whole bunch of things going on. How? how wh- what's been going on? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, no, it's good to be. I mean, we, we, we chatted over the um, <laughs> pandemic. We, we yeah. DM'd, I, I believe. Um, a few so, times, probably. Yeah, I, I probably send you dumb memes say. every now and then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, we, haven't, we haven't spoken. So this is, this is nice. And uh, yeah, brings me back. Thank you again for, for having me back. And yeah, what, things are good. I've been, I've been. Yeah, what's the world like for you now? Yeah, I mean, uh, last year was just. It was a, a shit ton of commercials, um, and so I'm trying to, you know, pump <laughs> the brakes a little bit on that, and 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 steer back towards the things that I um, 
you know came out here to do but it was uh it was it was a lot of fun and and you know just getting to you know hone certain skills and work with you know tools and actors in different ways but um but lately i've been yeah just writing a bunch of new stuff and um yeah and gonna shoot coming up next week but um yeah hopefully hopefully more personal projects by by the end of the year that's the goal right paul since since the last Mm -hmm. time you've been here uh, which I don't know if it was. We, we did we do one after arrival. It, it, time means I, nothing anymore. Yeah, I don't right. Know. I, I forget. <laughs> um, yeah, that. Well, so, let's just say pandemic-wise, yeah. during 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 this uh, terrible panini that we've all been living through. <laughs> what have been some cinematic sort of uh, staples for you? Like, what have you what have you seen where you're like, oh, this is these are my top three being locked in my house movies that I've uh, that I've watched. Oh God, that's a great question. Um, I mean, I think the first one that I sprung to was uh, a movie I saw a long time ago and then revisited. I think it's just called Safe, right? Uh, Todd, oh, the Todd Haynes film? Todd Haynes. Oh. Yeah, with uh, Julianne Moore. I just like gravitated yeah. towards it's, that. It's and the I was perfect like, pandemic movie. I was like, God, I forgot. Like, this movie is just fucking weird and brilliant <laughs> yeah. and uh, exists on its the, own. Um, the last shot of Safe always haunts me because she kind of looks like the missing link by the yeah, end. Yeah. Oh like she's God. wandering off in the desert. Yeah. Um, or, cover, you know, like basically fully protected by it now. Yeah, totally. She's like, in trying to like protect herself, she's totally devolved and yeah, yeah, become this unhealthy being. Um, <laughs> what else? I mean, oh, that's a that's such a great question. I wish I, I had a better answer, but I mean, do you, do you even lately have any, like, I've been wa- watching a lot of Severance on oh, Apple yeah, TV, yeah, 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 and big, God, that's very much my shit. Um, yeah. So that, I don't All know right. that that that's kind of I don't know. That. Really well shot. I watched the first episode of that, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Stiller is kind of like, yeah, it's he, weird how Ben Stiller is like an auteur now. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, right? Which I, I, I welcome. Mean, look, I've been a I, Ben Stiller fan since the Ben Stiller show in the '90s, and yeah, I love him. Uh, but but if you, his his cinematic works are like pretty diverse. If you like go to um, Tropic Thunder. Uh, Zoolander, and then you got um, the uh, uh, the, the Secret Life from... of, Wilt- of oh, Walter Mitty. Oh, Walter Mitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like, and then into Severance and uh, Escape from Denimara as well. Yeah. You know, like, he's got a pretty wide taste. I think he's a pretty pretty talented dude that's just maybe we're starting, you know, like, maybe as he slips away from acting a little bit more and gets more into just pure directing, I'm, I think we'll see some really... I'm here for it. I'm ready. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he said that Zoolander 2 was the catalyst for him to just do the shit that he wants to do. Cause I think he felt pressure to do Zoolander too. And he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to actually work on the things that, that make me happy and I'm interested in. So anyways, we're not here to talk I, about severance, but everyone, no, everyone gonna, should watch it. I'm going to tangent uh, aside anyway. Cause now we're talking about people we like doing different work that they <laughs> normally do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if any of you, if either of you have been watching the dropout, the, the Theranos. The, oh the no, no, I've been so, wanting to, you know, who's directing that. Or a I lot of episodes no. of that. Yeah, yeah. Who is Michael Showalter? Is oh, he really? Because he's. Yeah. I just found out he did the Tammy Faye movie. Really? Did he do that as well? <laughs> Which he, is I mean, like he's. I've been. I've been a fan of his. Oh, since Stella the state and and yeah, Stella the state. And, oh, same. Uh, did he, wet did Hot he American wet Summer. Hot? Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, no, he's. Uh, did he do he's the also, Nanji, Nanjiani film that he we, did? Big uh, sick. Big sick, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's 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 really stepping up his game. He's come a long way, uh, and I, I love to see it. No, that's a good call. I I actually didn't know know he did uh, 
did Theranos the Theranos thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, no, he's, uh, yeah, another like, like bizarre alt comic that's like being taken <laughs> seriously really as a director. director. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, who's the, uh, I always remember this, the, the showrunner of Breaking Bad. Um, what is it? Vince Gilligan? Vince Gilligan always said this thing, which is that uh, he said, you can always get a comedian to do drama, but you can it, it's it's hit or miss if you can get a, dra- a dramatic actor to do comedy. But he says he, it all, you can always go the other way. Yeah, I no, mean, that's a great. Yeah. I guess it. I guess it all depends on how well they can tap into their multiversal selves. <laughs> See, I'm bringing it back to the film. That's what uh, actors do, I guess, huh? <laughs> <laughs> of course, the film that we are all discussing here today is everything, everywhere, all at once. And I keep getting the damn uh, inside... Uh, damn Daniel. <laughs> the, the Damn it, Daniel. I keep getting the inside... Um, uh, Bo Burnham track stuck in my oh, head, yeah. which is not the name of this <laughs> thing, but it's just stuck in my dome. Totally. Um, yeah, Shahir and I went and saw it at the Alamo Draft House, which is nice. Together, we went with a bunch of dads because that is my circle of friends now is like all dads, and like as we were texting the dads and I, uh, hey Nick and Alex, who are great friends now, and part of my got daddy gang, yeah, daddy yep. gang. We, we were, went in a we, minivan. We were. What's that? We went in a minivan. We went in a minivan, and we Makes were having sense. a debate as to who was going to drive based on who had the least amount of car seats to remove from their car. <laughs> and I was like, if 25-year-old me could be, could like be a fly uh, on this wall yeah. on this text thread, I would probably scream. But uh, I love uh, seeing movies with Nick and Alex. Yeah. Yeah, the last the last dad movie we all saw together was The Batman, by the way. Um, yeah, so it's we great, went out great to the Alamo Draft House. What, what's that? You were, you were a fan? I, no, yeah, it's a great dad film. Great, Batman. solid dad movie, solid yeah. dad movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're all excited to check out uh, everything, uh, everywhere, all at once. Have I got the, have I got the correct. terminology yep. correct? That is correct. Um, and this is a podcast, I'll admit, uh, a discussion that I'm not actually looking forward to, uh, to <laughs> just, just to give the spoiler wow, of my thanks. opinion, which is that I love this movie. It's like unabashedly, I love this thing so much, and I'm just like, Everyone should just go watch it. And I almost don't want to say anything about it other than go watch the movie. But we should talk a little bit about it. If you haven't seen yeah. it at this point, come back now and, and you know, like, actually join us for this conversation. I was going to say, we didn't go through 40 minutes of tech problems before this thing to stop this podcast <laughs> now. We are going. Uh, well, okay. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to. Everyone I'm, in the room feels the same way, right? <laughs> I'm down to delay this longer. Uh, well, so Shahir, you don't watch trailers, right? Did not watch a trailer. So you really had very little information going into this beyond like maybe Michelle Yao and the Daniels. I I, I did know it was a multiverse movie. Uh, right. Because I don't watch trailers doesn't mean I don't you know like read the tabloids and read variety. Read all the spoilers and, all and leaks. Yeah, and, I'll just, I'll read the, the entire script. screenplay before yeah. I go. <laughs> <laughs> this is defeating um, the so, point. So no, I knew Michelle Yao, the Daniels, multiverse. That was about it. Yeah. Oh, and and Q uh, Q U. Um, Kiho Kwan, uh, you know, who uh, yeah. staple from the Goonies and Indiana Jones. I know that that blew me away. Yeah, but we can get into that later. Yeah, we'll get. Oh, uh, we're getting. Uh, that. <laughs> um, yeah, you didn't know anything. You didn't even know the IMDb movie description. I imagine. So tell us what it is. Well, you, I'm gonna. <laughs> an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she could have led. <laughs> Pretty accurate. Accurate, yeah, but God, does it barely scrape the surface of what the film contains. And, oh, yeah. Um, the, the title. The tone, yeah. 
the title is very honest. It is, yeah. <laughs> if there was ever a film deserving of, of a title like that, it is this film. Uh, yeah, damn. I don't even know where, where you start, but... Um, well, well, I mean, how about just your, uh, your uh, first in- initial reaction? My uh, initial reaction is just, it is conflicting. I mean, I, yes, I agree. Like, uh, I don't want to say that much up front if you haven't seen the movie. Like, definitely don't listen to this and come back and listen to it. But, uh, I mean, it's it was a conflicting feeling of, like, you know, pure aggro jealousy and just, <laughs> like, pure unabashed, like, love and inspiration and... Um, yeah, just like what a film to, to like see in theaters and um, and kind of just reinvigorate my, uh, you know, I don't know, love love for movies. Um, I mean, the feeling I had as soon as it ended was um, I turned to my friend Ryan and I said, uh, this film makes me feel like maybe there's a, a universe out there where, where better films exist and that this oh, film yeah. is from that universe. Because yeah. you watch it and you're like, man, why can't there just be more better movies? Because this movie is just so insanely good. Yeah. Uh, you just, you're like, fuck. Like, every movie is like like dropping the ball compared to this. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. Matt, how about that's, yourself? So that's a thumbs up. Yeah. No, I... I, I... First of all, it's it's exquisite. It's one of the most visceral things I've seen in a long time. It will be in my Blu-ray slash uh, 4K collection uh, of physical media. It is, I already know that it will. It, it has been. It is going to be enshrined amongst uh, a few films these days. Um, I think the thing I appreciate about it the most, other than the specifics in which we will get into, but if I'm speaking broadly, this is a a, a film which I will only speak in the amount the trailers have given away at this point. Deals in the multiverse. And it deals in the multiverse in a far more interesting way, in a faster way, and more digestible way than the mainstream properties that are dealing with the multiverse that I also like. Mm. I mean, you're looking at, um, obviously, Spider-Man had the multiverse, but now there's Doctor Strange come out in the, in the multiverse of madness, and there is uh, Flashpoint for DC. So mm. all of these things, like, th- this, and I love that this movie came out, like, just kind of quietly in the end of March, early April, and it's basically eating all of their lunches. I just hope enough people see it to be, like, I don't want people to be disappointed in those other movies, but I want people to be like, oh, oh, this is a thing that's not just in, like, sanitized blockbuster nonsense. This it can be in, like, hyper-visceral, pure, like, I, I don't know what to call it, joy porn? Like, I don't know <laughs> what to, to what to identify this film as. Um, I just, I, I love that it deals with the multiverse in an interesting and new way before the mainstream stuff gets there and does it in a absolutely fine kind of way. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it, it is very zeitgeisty, and um, I think it is kind of coincidental. I mean, it worked to their benefit, but um, from what I know, they've been working on this for a long time, and uh, before I think people really knew what um, Spider-Man and, and certainly Doctor Strange was about. Yep. So that was just very fortuitous and, and I don't know, zeitgeisty or maybe it's a emblematic of the um, times of people just wanting to not exist in our universe. Maybe. <laughs> um, I mean, listen, if this is if this is this current times 
Dante's Peak and and Volcano, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, like right. if that's what the multiverse is, I'm all about it. Shahir, what about you, buddy? For first thoughts, other than the ones you already gave. Second thoughts. Like I said, uh, unabashed love for it, but uh, I think um, you know, like you mentioned, kind of previously as well. This is a an uneasy stomping ground for movies in terms of theatrical releases. The you know the post Oscar blitz, especially this is the week after the Oscars, tends to be you know the the March dumping ground. You know the 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 place where you're going to see you know um, films where the studio doesn't know exactly what to do with it, but generally doesn't like it. Um, you'll you'll tend to see those kinds of films come out this time of the year and. My feeling is is probably this is one of those films where I think the studio doesn't know what to do with it, but also kind of thinks that maybe this is the perfect place for it because this is the place where um, people will want to go see something to get away from the Oscar blitz of movies that they've been getting for and before the July 4th kind of weekend. And it still fills the gap of both those categories as well. It is an A24 movie. It is a Kung Fu movie. It is a multiverse movie. It is a family drama. It is about a minority family that we don't often see on screen. Um, You know, and it it features one of the biggest, you know, action movie stars of all time um, in 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 an aged role. It's, that's appropriately showing how old she is, but also showing her kick-ass in every single way. And it is... This is the other thing, that, that if, you, if you aren't sold on this movie so far, like Paul said... This is one of those invigorating movies where you go, you know, like there's that meme from the Mitchells versus the Machines, which I also think came out around the same time last year as well on mm-hmm. Netflix, um, where you just go, behold, cinema. You know, like there's this, this pure and, and I, Paul, I had the exact same reaction, which and I have this reaction every time I see anything from the dead. Frankly, I see I have it when I see your work most of the time as well. It's like no, angry on. rage where you're just like, fuck, how can someone be that good at what they do? And it just makes you annoyed. You know, like you're yeah. just like, oh, and whenever I see the Daniels work, I'm, I, I feel that same way. They did a short film. I don't know if you if you saw this uh, called Possibilia that they did on yep. the Echo Mm-hmm. platform if you can still see it I, I think it's still I've there made something for echo and yeah yeah I, yeah. yeah so you you worked for echo on. so you I, I I pitched for echo but not not successfully yeah. um, but uh, <laughs> there was a um, uh, a, a project a project they did called possibilia where they showed a breakup um, and the echo platform was kind of an early stage version uh, where you could have multiple video threads at one time. Uh, and they showed this, uh, they had this couple that were breaking up or going through a breakup. And then there would be multiple options of how that breakup would go. And they, you know, like, so that in itself is sort of uh, a pretty key but, idea. But what also is very clever about it is it's actually the same dialogue. Yeah, the same dialogue through the whole But, but it's just performed uh, in like four different ways. And oh, then, man. but then they did, they do a very sort of Michelle Gondry kind of uh, tactic in it, which is that. Uh, you can make choices, for example, as the viewer of watching one one conversation over the other, or you jump to the other one. But suddenly, as the video is kind of going on, you will also see the other performances happening in the backdrops of the one that you're watching. Yeah. So yeah. suddenly, each each multiverse that you're watching now gets a, like kind of filled with the multi with other multiverses as well. It's yeah. a real mindfuck. Yeah, when they're you're arguing, watching. and then you see in the background someone yeah. sitting on the washing machine. And then you can Have, click over, and then you're like, you, you're cute. Get yeah. a close up of that person sitting on the washing machine, and 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 the cool yeah. thing there was that the 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 couple in the washing machine were kind of about to have sex, saying the same dialogue, whereas the couple in the kitchen, 
uh, were about to break up saying the same dialogue. It was very cool, and it was like a really cool use of the technology. So uh, I watch it, and like I just knew that that the movie was going to be technically brilliant in, in a way that kind of you know echoes Michel Gondry in terms of that he has that sort of like playful childishness to his visual effects and and the way he employs the camera and technique it often feels like a kid kind of made it but at the same time as as you watch it you realize that it's actually made up of like a thousand layers of innovation that like keeps building upon each other um and then at the heart of it what i, I you know matt i think a couple of times you said this You've said um, to me, oh, you think that this is my sense of humor? You know, like that, that there's a certain kind of joke that I like, which is like dad jokes or poop jokes or something like that. And I was like, and I'd always like feel like, I would always feel like, no, no not quite. I, I, I like smart stuff too. And then I watched this and I was like, this is my humor because this is like <laughs> dick jokes and, and fart jokes mixed in with this like, with this existential philosophy. And like, there's a moment where a character- Earnestness. Pure. Yeah, yeah, and earnestness and truthfulness as well. But there's a moment where a character does like a full-fledged I'm going to spoil this because it's so good. And if again, if you haven't seen this at this point, there's a moment when a character like jumps over a fence or or some kind of a barrier with no pants on, holding their legs fully in the air in order to insert a dildo into their butt and and then proceeds to have a dildo kung fu fight. And I was like the it, it I was wearing a mask, but if you could just see my face during that scene, it was like ear to ear, like <laughs> hysteric. I was just like dazzled by the audacity of it. And then like also like you, Paul, I was just like, why can't all movies be like this? Like, you know, like, why can't they all be like this? So, Shahir, it still is your sense of humor. It's just elevated to its highest form. Oh, like, my that's, God. that's so basically good. where we're getting to. Here. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I had like the dumbest thing you could imagine done in the most like cinematic way you could imagine yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and 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 one that makes like this is this is a this is a a compliment to even you know it's it's obviously everything all at once <clears throat> but it's like the way the story is structured lets this all feel correct like nowhere nowhere does it go with all of the stuff being you know shahir has just described one of like a thousand ridiculous things yeah nowhere during this is it like you're laughing at it like a like this is a bad example but like in austin powers where like oh it's farcical like dr evil is doing this thing he's got sharks with laser beams attached to their head and like the joke is haha like how ridiculous that sort of is even if it is doing a thing the, everything ridiculous in this movie is tied to the central way that the movie treats the universe and and it unlocks something that i think paul you touched on which is like this earnestness and truth to quote stephen colbert truthiness uh of this entire world that we are dealing with while also realizing that the only way to get superhuman uh kung fu abilities in a very specific situation is to uh jump and have a giant uh dildo trophy slammed <laughs> into your butt like like <laughs> But it like and and if you haven't seen this audience, it's, it's so earned too. Yeah, it's and such you hear an earned this, moment. Yeah, and you're like, that's impossible. No, no, no. <laughs> Welcome to the rest of this conversation. What I what th there's another side to this as well though, which is that um, Matt. Yeah. So when we went to see this at the Alamo Draft House, uh, unfortunately Matt had to be separated from us because of the, the tickets we bought. So the I'm three a loose dads, cannon. the three dads, were <laughs> I didn't have next kids. I didn't have kids, so they had to move me to a different <laughs> yeah, section to go to the, the, the kids table. Anti. Dad, <laughs> yeah. I did sit with 
very young people. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, like they were like they were there like a lot like, of, and and my yeah. audience as well. It's actually yeah. a packed crowd, and and I'd say seventy mm-hmm. percent of them were like very young. Yeah, I, I imagine this this movie is gonna go gangbusters on TikTok <laughs> if when they start releasing clips from it on TikTok. But the thing was for us, the three dads were sitting next to us at the end of the movie. All three of us were bawling our eyes out because we all have kids, and we're all and 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 the other two dads have two do- have daughters, um, but so they were watching that the, the last scene, which again, I I mean, I haven't explicitly said it yet because there it isn't a direct analogy, but the the feeling you got when you watched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind for the first time is kind of the feeling you may get from this movie, which is that and I and, and there's very few movies that actually even have even come close to achieving both the sense of wonder and earnestness together. Um, but at the end of this movie, um, what this is all wrapping towards is a um, is is a is a relationship between a mother and a daughter. And and particularly in Asian families, um, you know, the mother and daughter relationship is one that is particularly fraught. Um, there's, a, there's a kind of like one-off gag at the beginning of this, at, at one point in the movie when we're looking at the multiverse where we see Michelle Yeoh being born and she's handed to the doctor and the doctor <laughs> says, oh, sorry, it's a girl. And <laughs> yeah. this is a very particular thing in Asian families. It's not, it's not obviously people aren't, you know, don't not want girls, but it's, it's just a, it's a particular trope in Asian families. Um, and the film is really about the relationship that she has with her daughter and her daughter's acceptance of her and that intergenerational, um, uh, conflict that comes from also first, first generation immigrants. You know, this is a family that has immigrated to the United States and, and started a, you know, and started a business and they have a first generation daughter who is American and there's that conflict and I've, I've lived through that. Um, and, and it's, there, there's just a... As the dads were watching it, we were all kind of imagining this conversation happening. I, I think we were all seeing this conversation happening at some point. And the beautiful thing is, at, at, the, at the heart of the complexity of this movie is a real truthful simplicity about just accepting you know, your family as who they are and going with it. Wrapped in a metaphor of all things about the everything bagel, which I was just like, (laughs) I I was like, I was explaining this to my son today. I was like, yeah. And the thing that's destroying the universe is the everything bagel. And he looked at me and was like, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, yeah, the everything bagel really are the worst. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's how the only way they could have got away with what they got away with is by anchoring it, you know, around family and, and a very specifically, yeah. Um, immigrant family or first generation family, um, that just, um, well, yeah, I mean, I guess we could talk about the Maddox and, and, and why I think, um, it was an immigrant family, but, um, I feel, I feel like, just to get away with like the dildo jokes and, 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 and hot dog fingers and all this stuff. Oh it, my God. Hot dog like fingers. is, is because it's, uh, it has this very earnest, uh, anchor to the, the whole thing that, um, that then, yeah, you just go with it with everything. If, if it, if it lacked that, um, I think it would get a lot, it would be pretty grating and, and, um, you just wouldn't care. Um, and so that I mean, just the fact that they were able to make something so damn funny, but also really heartfelt, um, mm. is 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 a rare rare thing uh, to to have them like equal, right? 
Yeah. You're like crying from laughter as much as you're crying from, uh, you know, just the, the emotion. Um, so yeah, I mean, but, uh, just going back a little bit, I was, you know, I, I was thinking of about the March thing and, um, I think they're really smart to release it this month because they, it is coming before the, um, Dr. Mm-hmm. Strange movie. And yeah. I think that there's no way that's not by design because had this come out after Dr. Strange, it, I, I think it would really be tinged and I don't know, people would just have this, the wrong perception that, Oh, this is like uh ribbing, like this is taking from Marvel or something right, right. like that. And, and it's yeah, like not, it's a parody of a Marvel movie yeah, or some shit. Um, and yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the, the 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 other reason you know I was I was very into this movie and and also slightly jealous is I uh, I made a short film about the multiverse um, about ten years ago that was I inspired after reading Brian Greene's book uh, hmm. what is the book it's uh, the Hidden Reality so anyone okay. interested in the multiverse uh, Brian Greene breaks down. Um, at like from a scientific theoretical level, like how the multiverse uh, could exist or mm-hmm. why it, why it exists. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a great read. And I, I have no doubt that they, they probably took some of that theory is, and, and imbued it in this. I can't remember the short film. Is it the one with the person looking in the mirror? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I know uh, it's it a, a, tr- a truncated story of infinity and there also convoluted good. title. Yeah. Good title. That's, that's <laughs> a great title. Uh, yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, the multiverse and I, I I've written, um, other scripts centered around it. So it's, it's very, uh, I don't know in, in my fucking world. Um, so there's that, also that a sense kind of... though, it's odd to sort of phrase it this way. Um, because the, the like I, I felt this way when I saw Donnie Darko for the first time, which was that there's sometimes you go, oh, I feel like this script could do with a couple more rounds. But at the same time, what I love is the energy of the early draft and yeah, how it feels like the throwing early. Throwing everything at the wall. Yeah. And, and, and there's a quality to this one where I go, like like with Hot Dog Fingers, for example, or you know where you just right. sort of watch it and you go, I really feel like what's great about this is that it feels like they're making each other laugh through these right. scenes. Like, like as they're writing them, like, like I feel like, like it they, almost they, feels improv. Yeah. There's an like improv moments. improvisational yeah. quality to it. Yeah. We're like, it, I, it's, it, you know, like the, the thing, the, the quality of it that, that I kind of go, oh, I wish this was a, maybe a couple more drafts in it, but I don't think it would improve it at all. Is the, is the idea that the, 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 the road to the emotional resolution takes a little bit longer than I think it needs to. For sure. Um, so and there's a, movie, there's a quality to the end of it where it like yeah. feels like we need to wrap up every individual story. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, See, like, you know. I find that a, a core tenant and strength of the film. I think this movie's script went through a shit ton of rounds. I don't think this is like, I think a lot of the ideas, the onus of them were probably like, oh, Rakakuni, yeah, we've made a joke about Ratatouille and someone under misunderstanding, and then it becomes a thing with, the, you know, whatever doing the same shit like i get the onus of where the jokes came from and that and it feels very natural i I, there's too much connected story finishing even micro tiny things that have Mm. meaning in this movie like everything pays off everything pays off and i think that is purely by design and through a lot of different revisions i was even thinking like i was just on the imdb page right and they just have like random stills and i'm looking through each of these stills and and i'm just like 
oh, well, like, even this little thing here is a connection to how this person is connected. Like, the googly eyes, right? When she finally, and we've seen it in the trailer, she puts a googly eye in the center. Yeah. But she hates the googly eyes beforehand mm-hmm. with That's her husband and, and, like, all this thing. But now the when she's starting eye. to see his point of view and what he's sort of in another universe teaching her about the way that something works or the, how he believes or how he fights or whatever, now she's adapting, like, that little small throwaway gag into something meaningful. Every tiny throwaway gag in this in this film even down to hot dog fingers is actually meaningful yeah and i've I, never seen anything like I, that i love i love our I, hot dog what i love about hot dog fingers for example and so there for listeners at home again if you haven't seen the movie don't know what you're doing here <laughs> no i like this we but, should advertise us not to have seen the movie yet. yeah yeah <laughs> but but there's a there's a multiverse where people have hot dogs for fingers which has one of the best 2001 space odyssey um parodies oh in it ever yeah uh i love I that, that one so much oh, um wow, yeah. but even that it starts out as like a gag that i can imagine in the writer's room between the daniel being like, what if there was hot dogs for fingers? And but then at the same time, it eventually lands on this idea where Jamie Lee Curtis's character and Michelle Yeoh's character have this relationship in that world, and they come to this. It's this fraught relationship where they're breaking apart and then they're coming back together again. And it comes to this beautiful moment, which is that even if we don't, even if we have hot dogs for fingers, it just means we'll get better at doing stuff with our feet. And it was like, yeah, and, and uh, like yeah, as yeah, as yeah. odd as that sounds, it's done with a way where you're kind of like, that's really beautiful, you know? Like, like I, I think you know she ends up and then playing mustard shoots on their faces out of their fingers. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then she uses her feet in combat right yeah. afterwards. Yeah, exactly, like it pays off so damn well in a way <laughs> that you like didn't expect, but it's like the perfect way to justify that whole that, universe. That's the, and I think that, you know, that quality that we're talking about, which is like, why can't more movies be like this in a way, is sort of like saying, why can't I feel surprise at every corner? You know, like, you know, like every turn in this movie as it as it escalates is not the thing that you expect it to become, but then becomes better than the thing that you would have thought it was going to be. Like, for example, there's an existential moment where the film comes becomes completely silent and they go to a planet or a, a multiverse where everyone is just a rock. And and the mother and the daughter are just two rocks, um, and for yeah, some reason through subtitles, that, it count. It comes at like the best point in the movie it, too. It's the best it's, point in the movie because yeah. you're, you're getting a little, I think, exhausted. Uh, yeah, you know, as much as I love this movie, I was I was exhausted, Tough. and that yeah. was a good like palate cleanser, and I, it was so well uh, paced for that reason. Yeah. Um, but, but also just to remove, like, to not even put wind sound effects. Yeah. To just remove. All sound design altogether is such a bold choice that you would have never expected, um, and it and it just feels so fresh. Like the audio, uh, at least in the theater I was in, everyone was like, "I mean, it is funny at the beginning, but then it gets yeah. very like um, yeah. like real there for how ridiculous it is, and people are still laughing because it's they're uncomfortable in the their own silence." Yeah, and it was like very challenging, I think, for um, a movie theater to sit in silence, to not have score or um, mm-hmm. sound design. And to me, just from a um, technique, uh, like an experimental level, like that was just really interesting. It, it's got, yeah. it, it's also like, I, I'm just imagining the production behind this film and, and like the Daniels going, okay, so what we're going to do now is we're going to go to the desert and we're going to film rocks, maybe <laughs> at like 20 different angles for like, or I don't know if they, they were like as pre-planned, I'm, I'm guessing they probably were, where they yeah. were like, we know exactly what the conversation is because that rock scene, again, 
characters as rocks only told through subtitles eventually becomes kind of a dynamic scene where one of the rocks like pushes launches themselves over a cliff and then the other one follows well <laughs> and i think what's so uh, ironic about that whole scene is it's actually like the most uh human conversation the yeah. mom and daughter have up until yeah. that point and they're not they actually humans. joke with each other yeah yeah, yeah exactly um and they're and they're like bonding um because they've like lost their bodies, um, they've lost like their ego or whatever. Yeah. Everything's been stripped away, and um, it's just their their, their pure self. Um, and oh. and that's like that's when their souls connect. So yeah, I'll, I'll, oh sorry, Matt, go ahead. I was just gonna say if if you have a transition point, I have one too. But you could do your transition point. You tell you what, you transition away from my transition. Okay, so we're going to go away from Shahir's transition, and we're going to talk about my transitions. There's a lot of movie uh, transitions in the movie. <laughs> there are quite a few transitions, yeah. most of them involving a color wheel light, but uh, oh, the yeah. the um, which I'm not, that is not a complaint. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I just want to kind of talk about the cast a little bit. I mean, you have sort of like hmm. small parts from a lot of heavy hitters, like first and foremost, like even like diff- heavy hitters from different ends of the spectrum, right? Like you got James Hong. Mm. In this thing, as yeah. as uh, the grandfather is Gong Gong, which is like ridiculous, because by the end he's in like, um, you know, an old nineteen nineties IBM mech suit. <laughs> like yeah. it's, like, it's ridiculous. Right. There's a there's a there's obviously a gag on the cutting room floor where he turns into like where it's like an alien riff or something like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, he definitely looks like he's in Ripley's loader. Yeah. You also have on the other side, I would say the the polar opposite of the heavy hitter spectrum, in my opinion. You have Jenny Slate just as a character named Big Nose, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, who is just a patron of the laundromat slash another person who gets sucked up into this entire thing. And then, of course, you got the the bigger sort of parts, uh, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, Ki Hui Kwan, uh, Stephanie Hsu, who uh, it's I, I love. Stephanie uh, used to work on Girl Code, which is a show that I used to produce on MTV, oh, and she was nice. just, she was one. We shot a bunch of B roll um, with uh, different non cast members, but like silent B roll for like the openings of segments. Like, oh, you know, what's the Girl Code to like, you know, going out here, or, like whatever the heck the thing was. And they do little skits, but they were all silent. And she was always so damn good in those things. And I've seen her pop up a couple places. She's been in Marvelous Miss Maisel. She's been in a couple other things. And now here, where she just blows the fucking roof off. Mm. It's I just I don't know. I I yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. I also um, love the, the the sort of movie star quality that Michelle Yeoh is kind of used here used for here, which is that. At, on the one hand, she plays convincingly uh, a, an older woman who's been running a laundromat her entire life. But then, uh, on the other hand, there's a moment where she pulls into the multiverse where she is essentially Michelle Yeoh. And, and like, I just love that, that, that there's this moment where she and Kyo uh, Kwan are, like, talking, and she says, I had this li- If I didn't go with you, I had a life where I became a movie star, and I learned <laughs> martial arts, and, and I lived this sort of fulfilled life. And, he, and she was like, how was it? And he was like... It was amazing, you know, like yeah. this idea that like the yearning that you have is actually like legit, you know, like most movies would be kind of be like, no, it was fine, you know, but like she was like, no, holy shit, it was the best. Yeah, <laughs> that's legit. It's legit. And then it's not legit. And it can be both of them at the same time. It's uh, just the way the movie transitions through <laughs> those moments, like it both can be true and are. <laughs> I, I love that, like, uh, I, I can't remember who says it to her as well, 
but she but they're amazed at at the multi at the life at why she's the center of the multiverse and she was like basically you're the worst version of of yourself yeah. <laughs> like, therefore you have the most potential yeah, because yeah, you are like, the she's worst she's an empty she's an empty vessel right yes. where all these other people have already had fulfilled whatever yeah. destiny they can't and, yeah they can't oh, but I, she's completely all of the unrealized completely unfulfilled so yeah. therefore she can be filled up with all the other different universes yep. she can contain all of them it's but um, it's essentially like oh you're the biggest loser therefore there's there's nowhere there's nowhere lower to go here on this yeah, exactly. and i and like it cut me real deep but like i like it's like there was this, this moment of recognition when she goes when she says you've got so many hobbies that you've like never tried and like right. you've wanted to do and never tried. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah. The most un unrealized version of yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, um, I love that so much. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's almost the, like the antithesis of the, like, uh, the chosen Neo one. and the one, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Where it's like, it's like, no, uh, you are so unremarkable. That's yeah. why uh, yeah. everything has led to you. Yeah, it's um, the idiocracy of uh, of yeah. characters. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was I was uh, at the screening I went to. Actually, there was a little Q and A afterwards. Um, yeah, and the Daniels weren't there, but uh, one of the producers was there, mm -hmm. and uh, Ki Kiu Kwan. Kwan. Yeah, is that how so. you say it? And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Stephanie Shu. Yeah, yeah, um, and. They gave a little insight. I mean, uh, the producer, Jonathan Wang, was saying how um, essentially they had no backup for Michelle Yao. Yeah. That, like, uh, <laughs> the movie was written for her. Amazing. And there was no other version of this movie without her. And essentially it wouldn't have existed, I think, if um, she wasn't able to do it. Like, they just could not conceive of it in any other yeah, way. Yeah, who else would and, you get in that role? And, uh, and then you, and, I mean, just seeing the movie, it makes total sense. Like, they, they couldn't, I don't think they could have cast anyone else uh, no. for that part. It just, I mean, she's, um, I mean, she's you could, so like, there, there are other Asian physical, movie stars, for example, but, but someone but, who's got the, 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 the martial chops, arts history. Yeah. And the chops, yeah. Uh, and, and, um, yeah, and then, and, 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 and her, like her hit her storied uh career yeah uh, plays into the film um that yeah it's it's almost like a it's almost like an ode to, to her yeah the whole movie um and uh yeah and the fact that they 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 did like they they aged her up if anything like they didn't they didn't try to 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 age her down they didn't um try to like make her lose her accent they just tried to portray uh, yeah. her in in a way that you're not used to seeing this kind of protagonist um and she's a producer on the film as well film. yeah yeah which yeah. it could mean a lot of different yeah. things a lot of time yeah that could yeah. be an honorary title but i mean she was the, definitely uh, the component to probably getting most of the financing i'm sure yeah she just her name attached uh is is why it exists there's a fun little tidbit as well because uh, for me that I that, that I wasn't aware of the connection. So um, because there's a middle section in the film where the the movie star version of Michelle Yeoh's character um, meets uh, Kyu Yong Hong's uh, Kyu Kwan's character, uh, and and they have this sort of unrequited love because she left him years ago, and now he is like handsome and debonair and and <laughs> kind of like lived some other life and she is beautiful as well because she lived, lived some other life and then when they're outside they're having a conversation which is really like when i watched it i was like oh this is like a riff on in the mood for love the wong, wong kar wai, wai. Yeah. and and this is the interesting tidbit because uh 
Kiryu Kwan hadn't really worked very much uh, since, um, you know, mm-hmm. since his early years in the Goonies and, and Indiana Jones. But I was like, oh, but he did work on movies. And yeah, one of them was the that he worked on uh, as an assistant director on 2046, yep. Wong Kar Wai's movie. And I was like, oh. Yeah, he and, talked and about that. Uh, I love that little detail because also he's got he's kind of like propelled into the, into the Tony Long character um, mm-hmm. in that movie in that moment as well. Um, it's yeah yeah no that that was that's that's a great observation and uh, yeah he touched on that in the oh Q&A, did he yeah uh, that it was a like a full circle thing for him to be put into like a Wan Kar Wai movie having <laughs> he's like friends with him basically <laughs> he's like worked with them and. Uh, what was what was like incredible about his casting was that he um, was in a way realizing his full potential. He was like actualizing himself because he had uh, consciously stepped away from acting mm-hmm. and um, I th- yeah got into more behind the scenes and he saw crazy rich Asians and yeah. felt like. Oh my God! I'm like missing out in life. I, I, he had, he had like FOMO. He described it as and um, felt like, you know, he's he's he wants to be you know, part of that scene again. Yeah. And so he called his agent right afterwards, or or um, a friend who connected him to an agent. It was like, hey, I like want to get back into acting. And two weeks later, um, he got the script for for this. Yeah, and uh, it's like the perfect role for him. But it's it's in a way he's like manifesting his own destiny, which is like what the film is about. He's yeah, like, he's um, like taking control. He was like kind of like sitting passively for for a while, and then he like took action. And I, I felt like that was just like such a perfect poetic way for him to enter the film. Um, but yeah, I mean he he also has um, like martial arts and. Um, you know, action experience. And I think that was, they had, um, they were just looking at clips, old clips of him. Yeah. Um, and thinking, Oh, it'd be cool if, uh, the dad was like this, not knowing if he was even acting anymore. Oh, and wow. Right, it right. just worked out that like they had reached out to him two weeks after he decided to get back into acting. So fate, it's so, kind of, spot yeah, and- just the, the fate, level of that is just wild and, and, the movie. and someone tweeted about this afterwards i think it was walter chow uh from uh the la times but it was like i think it was him who said the in order to the thing that would make most sense in manifesting this all from this point forward is to give the fran- give the indiana jones franchise to him to mm. to q hong Kwan and like have his oh, character take over the indiana jones franchise because he is he is the child protege of indiana jones and 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 now he would be grown into that character and i was like of course that makes like why has why has no one that's the only indiana jones thing i ever want to see yeah it's the only indiana jones things that would make that would make perfect sense yeah too bad they 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 just wrapped they just wrapped indy five indy five what is it called do we have a title yet indiana jones and the and the the uh, the, the geriatric uh, the walking <laughs> hallway walk, yeah, and the uh, yeah, and the crashing airplane. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know, man. Like, I, who uh, who is that for? I I, look, James Mangold is directing the Indiana Jones thing, and I'm like, James Mangold gets okay. my dollars. You know, I'm hey, there. great, great, yeah, the great director. But who is that movie for? Like, after, who is after that Crystal movie Skull, for? 
Yeah. A uh, very small crowd. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. not, I'm not excited to see it. Yeah. Um, um, so anyways, um, God. Oh, sorry. So just on the, the yeah, the Juan Car Y thing though, I thought was like, uh, really a fascinating, like just a perfect, yeah. um, reference because I mean, that whole movie is about, um, is, 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 is a what yeah. if yeah yeah it's, it's like well yeah like and, and people um pretending to be someone they're not um and, and playing someone that they're not um and feeling insufficient uh to your loved one in in some sort of way and um and having to like enact a version of themselves that's not themselves in order to like please someone else mm-hmm. and um yeah, and I, I just thought that was like such a beautiful, perfect homage, and they, the stylistic, like, yeah, the the stick uh, framing that they yeah, did, it was, yeah, it was so it was so good, and the but, lighting, and and they even I think they even started framing, the framing it in the way, it, I think yeah, the with, aspect ratio maybe changed, or maybe not there, but somewhere else throughout yeah. the film, I think they have like four aspect ratios, yeah, yeah, but yeah, the framing where they're like there's all this headroom, yeah, um, exactly. I mean, it was a. I mean, it, like you, you could show me a still from that. I would think it was a Wong Kar Wai film. They like they aped it like perfectly. Yeah, um, I like the I really level of observation that. these guys have and, yeah. and attention to detail is is truly yeah. on another level. It's nuts. But the thematically, I, I also really thought that um, her staying in in China. Um, and having like the like quote unquote like living her best life, yeah. Uh, there was also a really interesting uh, counter argument to um, the American dream, yeah, uh, yeah, which I thought was really interesting because because um, and and I guess what I was like hinting at earlier is like why I thought a multiverse movie about an immigrant family really works is because people come here with like thinking there's infinite possibilities that you can yeah. be like where you know people are are. I don't know if they're promised, but uh, they're in their heads um, promised, you know, uh, you know, a, a greater future or that they can be whatever they want. Um, and that, yeah, there's there's nothing really holding you back. But you, you know, pick yourself up by your bootstraps or whatever um, manifest destiny. And really, then once you're 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 hit with the reality of, of um, immigrating to the U.S. and, and, and how anti-immigrant a lot of the country is and and how the the government isn't really there to support you as much as other um governments and systems are uh that it's really not like it's not full of infinite possibilities as as you think it is and that that's really like what what this is about and she's been kind of boxed into this uh laundromat um thinking that she was like going to 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 fulfill some some dream or, or become something more and the fact that like uh the version of her that that didn't do that, um, you know, whatever was, yeah. was able to, to 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 realize herself probably the most out of all the characters. And I think there's another version of her that's maybe in China that's a singer. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. But is is, it, yeah. She a, is she a blind singer? Yes. Yeah. Oh she right. Lost, yeah. She, yeah. Lost, she loses her vision. Did she? And it was. God, there's so many movies. Like that's a movie on its own. There's so it, many. It happens movies really quickly, this, right? Does she yeah. lose her vision because she falls on a step or something like yes. that? She falls on like a, a a dowel or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I did have, you know, in terms of that sort of first draft or not first draft, but like mm-hmm. early draft kind of thing. I did think the interplay between Alpha. Alpha, the yeah. Alpha verse, and and the rest of the verse was like, look, 
No complaints. Absolutely no complaints. But I was like, there was a point in part where I was going, oh, wait, Stephanie, the, the daughter is attacking them outside their van in right now. But there's so much going on that I'm actually not tracking that story very well. But by the time that, like, the yeah. alphas have been destroyed and they have to, like, come up with some sort of alternate plan, I was like, I actually don't know if that's, like if I'm following that as closely as I should be. And it, it feels like that is, you know, and then when they go to the I, universe, I the with, issue, yeah. actually, yeah. when they go to the universe with the all with the, with the everything bagel again, love the, like, I just love that, that, that everything bagel was like the thing they come out. They came up with in the writer's room and they're <laughs> yeah. like, I sprinkled everything on this bagel. And the, the other analogy to this, so uh, aside from eternal sunshine of the spotless mind is obviously Rick and Morty. I think like this yeah. is, this yeah. is like an extended Rick and Morty episode. That's what I, I texted really my friend one. who's a big Rick and Morty fan. I was like, go see this now. This is like live action Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I, I, you know, like what the metaphor of the bagel was, like, I don't know how, where you guys saw that, but I, I kind of felt my, my reading of it was, but I wasn't a hundred percent clear or sure was that both the daughter, now the daughter's uh, character's name is, uh, what was so it? There's Jobu Tubaki, I think. Oh, yeah, that, that was her, uh, her villain uh, name, right? Uh, Eleanor her... was her like. Eleanor, normal yeah. name, I think. Yeah, no, her name was Joy. Joy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. At, at any rate, I, Evelyn I, I, was Michelle Yeoh. Joy was was Evelyn. Uh, was there not an Eleanor? I don't know. They and might then Waylon. Uh, was the Waymond was yeah. the was the husband. Waymond, yeah. But but at any rate, when she's like deciding to go into the bagel or to to be swallowed whole by the bagel. I like there were times where I was like I I think there's a part of me that thinks that this is a suicide metaphor because at mm -hmm. one point Joyce is something I just want death and then there, and there's other parts that go oh I think this is just the the sort of the intergenerational thing which is that you know at some point you leave your family which is not uh you know like in in Chinese culture or in, in many immigrant cultures is a is a very um it's not a normal step or it's, it's a step that happens very later in life like a lot of um, South Asians, for example, you know, they, they live, the parents live with them their entire lives kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so her, her, uh, her homosexuality, I think was playing into that, that idea that that was not compatible with her parents' lifestyle, but then her mother chooses, you know, to like, uh, accept her in that way. But I, like, I, I, again, that sort of thing yeah. where I wasn't quite tracking what the metaphor of the, like, it well, wasn't so, so landing I, for me. I, I, I did like it. I think that moment has less of a sort of, I mean, there's there's some inklings of that. For me, the difference was, it, it th by the time we get to the everything bagel, yeah. <laughs> it is it is about what, if, if everything is chaos, what is there, what therefore is meaning? Right. And if you believe that everything is chaos and there's no fucking point, you can get real quick to that moment of like, well, I've experienced everything. Nothing matters. Nothing what matters. the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Right. Versus what, you know, the, the, the idea that we kind of get to. And I, I know I've said this on the podcast before, but I, I was talking um, after the film. Uh, there's a specific quote from the hit television show, Angel. Um <laughs> Where he says after a long fight of, of something, the quote basically is, if nothing we do matters, then all that matters is what we do. And that's sort of where Michelle Yeoh's character, where Evelyn eventually sort of gets to, but it takes a while. Because the opposite idea behind that, you know, that philosophy is, if nothing matters, then what the fuck is the point? Right. Do whatever you want, and when you get tired, bail. Like, and there's, there's a... 
I don't know. That that's where like by the time it elevated to that moment, I am sure that there are minor pulls of all of the things that you mentioned, Shahir. But by that point, that particular plot thread for me was like, oh, we are in dueling hyper macro level philosophy level like here and that's just where i sort of lived in my attention span. yeah i mean there's a beautiful flip i think that's even more simplistic than that of like nothing matters is that um it's like you could you could read that as a very nihilistic view of of the universe uh that that nothing matters or, or that the universe is is kind of desensitized to to human emotion um or that like nothing matters um as long as like i'm with you or i have Mm. my family yeah that like what we're doing none of it matters as long as we're together that's like and and the way they flip Mm -hmm. that is is so like clever and um yeah it's just again that's that's where i i think i agree with you matt that uh i I don't think this was just a few drafts i think this this was a lot of drafts because to get to that idea is um is just really smart and and um and yeah feels very earned um oh yeah like yeah. We, but, we were like like i said all the dads were like <laughs> pulling. it was like two dad thumbs up for from everyone uh, also so. nothing matters in that there's like no boundaries uh <laughs> like once you can uh get rid of the boundaries of of your universe you can access all these things so there's nothing matters thing uh, took on multiple meetings which i thought was clever but I, I also do agree with you Shahir for a certain certain part of this uh I like honestly like I was completely lost but but, in, but like in a, in <laughs> a was kind just of like, great what? way you know like when you were like I'm happy to be like I'm yeah exactly I was just like I was just like whatever just fucking lay it on me I don't yeah. care uh, give me those hot dog fingers yeah Let's go. whatever just slap well, me across the face with the hot dog fingers I don't but 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 I was like I was like does, so is the everything bagel just to like try to break down the plot mechanics of this ridiculous story is is that collapsing all of the multiverses together is that the idea and in search for the the perfect evelyn um the daughter's trying to find the perfect mom and she has to collapse all the universes together to to find i mean she's she's that what's happening she can't die so she created uh-huh. a thing, the Everything Bagel, uh-huh. that will destroy everything that does include her. The only right. way she can die right. is if she destroys it and she makes everything go away. Okay. Uh, so she, because she is literally everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. She has to destroy all of those things for her to end. And, okay. and yeah. therefore, so, yeah. so and again, it's it kind of goes back to that differing philosophy, even on a personal level of like, what do you do when nothing matters? You mm-hmm. either, you know, you either find meaning or you do not. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, it's it's so it, good. It's so it, fucking it's, good. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I was I was I was completely soaking in whatever. Like again, just like willing to go, and you know, like even the uh, I think at the end we get kung fu happiness you know like where where she's performing yeah. kung oh, fu that, that's, and that was really nice i fucking forgot about that too yeah let's not kung even fu spoil what that is let's just say <laughs> but it was like kung fu happiness. dance right yep. it's like where it's but she it, also yeah. she she doesn't inflict pain on you at your mm-hmm. worst moment she gives you the thing that you most desire and i, I love that uh, i think daniel schnee uh, schneehert who's who's one of the two daniels schneehert 
who uh, he was the he was the guy that um, was into the that had the BDSM yes. room. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, is the one that gets like uh, the gag put in his mouth and spanked. Spanked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just I I love that you know like the 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 there's this and and Rakakuni, I think is in this in this yep. moment mm-hmm. as well. So there's mm-hmm. there's a metaphor where where um, there's a whole thing where Michelle Yeoh's character misinterprets or maybe doesn't know that or maybe she comes from another in the multiverse. Instead of Ratatouille, they have Rakakuni. Where a raccoon lives, you know, like is is controlling the head. Well, in that universe, it's an actual raccoon on a human's head, as yeah. opposed to like a ra- like it's yeah. And then they I go th- to I the th- universe where that actually happens, and yeah. and well, she, I, th- I think she actually did misunderstand. It's called Ratatouille, but because right. there's infinite universes, of course there there's is a universe, universe where raccoons exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she she like flips, and I love that 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 story is it's not just a passing gag, you know, like they actually they have like two or three beats. It's, in that yeah, story right. where like she walks it on the raccoon they lose the raccoon gets like taken to animal welfare then the the cook that had the raccoon on his head is all sad because he realizes he's not a good cook and so <laughs> she so jumps ridiculous. on his head and controls his head yeah controls him and then he can't make it so they flip again where now uh, um he is controlling her and then he launches her towards the rac- raccoon as like I, it's not yeah. just a it's not just a throwaway gag, right? Like it's yeah. it's actually like every beat has a moment. For sure. I, I actually that was maybe my my least favorite part of all <laughs> the recognition yeah. versus yeah. <laughs> like if I had, I mean, again, flawless movie. I, I'll I'll watch it uh, a bunch of more times, but but yeah. there are certain parts where I'm like, all right, well this is getting a little long. I don't know if I need <laughs> yeah. all of this. Um but like it's still like so inventive um, in any of that, and it, and it's and yeah, just right when you think you're like, oh, they're they're following the ratatouille formula, like yeah. then they flip it again, and it's like, no, it's not that; it's our own thing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I I think it's just got, like you see this in all of their work, which is that there is like a sense of we can make the big thing, uh, we can make the the version of this which is like the huge explosions or what have you. Um, or the the big visual effects, but we also think that those are inherently, it, it like saying it the way I'm saying it is probably not the way they think about it. But like we know that those are stupid, and so we're gonna do the irreverent take on it. You know, like we, we think they're funny. It's funny to do the big thing in the right way, but at the same time, it's not condescending. It's not like there's not a sense of like uh, we're too cool for school. No like pretension. Yeah, there's, there's no pretension to it. It's it's all still like this is st- we're we're having fun at our own expense as well as the expense of the things we love because we love them. You know, like it's still made. There's a sense that all of this is still made. Like I still believe that they love Ratatouille and they still oh, love. Oh yeah, to, you know, like they, you can tell they love Pixar movies and yeah. all that. So like they're not like. Yeah, they're not... Um, Pixar movies are so dumb, we should make fun of them. They're more like, you know, these are great, and we should love them, like refer- as well as make fun yeah, of them. It's, yeah, it's not like... Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's if anything meaning. that's referenced here is is is, is It's is finding meaning. That- it, it, it goes along with the entire, I think, ethos of the film, which is finding meaning in, the, in what is the meaningless. Like, it, at the grand scheme of things, Ratatouille is a silly cartoon but it has like something to say of course but you could you you take ratatouille out of your (laughs) i know yeah take put some respect Uh, in your mouth right now but like but that's my point right like it can like 
anything can be elevated to being a meaningful thing. If yeah. uh, you know, to put it very ineloquently. <laughs> and that's just one ridiculous joke that they take to an unnatural extreme. Um, Sausage anyway. fingers, for example, is hot dog fingers. Hot is dog like, fingers, of course. Yeah. yeah, it's perfect. I mean, um, did you guys feel like I felt like, just we can we can move on soon, but I, just the the rules of of the movie. Did you feel like there was a consistency to it? Or... The only inconsistency Cause... that there was was yeah. how Michelle Yeoh gets the earpieces in the first place. <laughs> That's the only inconsistency, in my opinion, in the entire. And then, movie. but then the, who she's communicating to, like they like disappear, but then she can. That, still that's the, that's use what I was talking it. about with the Alpha World. Yeah, the she Alpha can still like, They all die, like in the Matrix, and Joy, I, I love the reference jo- to that. But so the only thing the people in the Alphaverse were doing was looking up the probabilities of what they had to do to get the certain powers that they needed. But then she what, no longer needs them at a certain because point. Evelyn, by that point, has so many skills that she. Okay. And then just and side note, she also just starts once they're all dead clicking it at random or just trying weird shit to see right, where she goes right, right. Uh-huh. and sometimes you see on like the dead person's phone or whatever like where that connection went but she's no longer being handled by them the tech i always took it as the joy killed the people in the alphaverse but like didn't torch the gear if that mm-hmm. makes sense like mm-hmm. okay. and, or maybe the gear sure. is the little earpieces in and of itself and who the hell knows but like yeah, the only but, but the I only love thing when it, Alpha when it, Alpha Wayman uh, sees her in the elevator and gives her the earpieces, and the note, it's like, well, where did that come from? Yeah, the, uh, the only thing that didn't make it like the only thing that didn't pay off there was like why. I, I mean, I guess it was meant to be um, uh, a silly sort of trigger. But like, why switching the the? the and that's shoes? exactly why. It's the same as jumping on a dildo. It's the same <laughs> as giving yourself four paper but the cuts. Dildo it's the same fight, as all that. They actually fought with. There were two fighting dildo right, but dildo they're, warriors. But they're, they're <laughs> two, the difference is that they're like. It's it just does, doing look, the I'm, random it's not thing. A why eat the chapstick? Like yeah. it's it's yeah. it's not a complaint at all. Yeah. In, anyway, anyway. I, I I felt like I don't know. There's 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 other things uh, throughout that. I, I just don't know if there was like a consistency to like how they used things. Um, I that, think there was. There maybe I, I I should I should I need to watch it again. But I, I consist- felt like I felt like cheat though. The, the cheat there, there's like the, the, like the way like the physical universes sometimes overlap and then sometimes don't. Um, how the daughter was like present when the, and when did the physical universes overlap like the door opens and the uh, the car and then the door rips off in the hallway and like there's like these oh uh, so that that's to me is, sorry is is mm-hmm. basically the connectivity of the two minds in the two universes they're both doing the same thing they're both doing the same thing uh but they're at the same time but they're in different places in different universes so the action of opening the door and one thing will cause the other thing to rip off because it's different evelyn using it at that moment but she, she there was like something that happened behind her like there's like uh there's like the door just suddenly like swings open um in the, when she's in the, like the i don't remember that particular i'm sorry in yeah. the van uh and then and then it cuts to like the action of jamie lee curtis 
mean, we haven't even talked about Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is great. <laughs> Love She's her. Like plays uh, like almost like a, a Michael Myers type of uh, yeah. character. <laughs> yeah. It's just like that Attacks even that day. connection. Hey, hey, actually, if, we, if we're gonna get to just why the release date, I will say this: the, the fact that this came out like two weeks before tax days, um, the, <laughs> the taxes. Are yeah, due. right. And like the original pitch that they kept under secret for this entire movie was that like it's about a woman trying to do her taxes. Yeah. It was like the entire <laughs> pitch of the movie, and I was like, I love maybe the that's karaoke, some clever marketing there. The karaoke machine that's is funny. the big dark circle that starts it, and then the big dark circles are everywhere, right. and then it becomes the bagel. Like everything's fucking connected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I also just just while we're on that is like this. Mm-hmm. There's a story at the end where um, uh, uh, Ki Hu Kwang like says something to uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character. And you're not sure why, like, she suddenly, like, backs off. Like, she, she's there to, like, uh, take their entire, like, repossess everything that they have. But he says something to her. And, and actually, this was one thing I was kind of, like, legitimately just wondering about in terms of flipping it around. Um, it, it turns out that, that Jamie Lee Curtis's character has been, you know, has been divorced. So she kind of understands that, okay, you need some a minute to kind of, like, get your shit together and it's okay. Um but I like it was him who was asking for the divorce, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder what happens to the dynamics of the story if she's asking for the divorce because mm-hmm. she's the one yearning for another life." Um, I, I just I, wondered he about didn't, he didn't really want the divorce. It was yeah, just he didn't so want the divorce. He could, yeah. like, open up a conversation about marriage. Yeah, um, it, it, it didn't. Again, it didn't bother me. But I was just like, "Oh, would it have made maybe made more?" I was. I had. I had the same thought though. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, but, I don't know. I, but I think again, there's like there's. There might be like ways to to, to, to poke holes in this thing, and, yeah. and uh, I still think that there might be. I could be wrong. There might be inconsistencies with the rules, and I, I think I think that even might be intentional. That yeah. they're just like, look, this isn't like the like because it's almost making fun of the the Hollywood thing where they keep inventing new rules. You know, yeah. like like Christopher Nolan movies. They're just like, oh, and 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 also this is part of the logic. You're like, wait, I like, actually, what? I I I, uh, I, and- I disagree, sir. I think they set up a clean, even if they don't follow the rules the entire time, I don't think this is a, a dig on like crazy sci-fi rules. I think they chose their crazy sci-fi rules and then they live by them. Like, like I, I, I don't, I, I think they do and they don't. I think there's like, there's like the way that um, the agents kind of get taken over, like yeah. to me felt a little bit inconsistent. Um, I I agree that I I was not, but I don't. I, it's not. It's not like a um, a dig on the movie. I think no, it was no, no. by design. I think that they well, they well, were just I, like like you think you know what this movie is, but we kind of don't give a fuck. Like it's just going to keep going yeah. at the pace we want it to go at, and um, that's kind of my 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 vibe. sort of analogy was like thinking about Lacuna in Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind, and like how the mechanics of dream erasure or memory mm. erasure works mm. in that movie. And I like whenever I watch that movie, I always go. This actually is really rock solid, even though it doesn't feel like science fiction. Like this is like a really rock solid, like um, you know, like the memories kind of all connect to each other and how they work or or play with each other. I'll be honest with you, I, I agree with you, Paul. Which is like part of me just like didn't track things as as clearly as I thought that they should be tracked. But at the same time, I was like. I think if I was doing that, if I if I spent the movie watching it, then I was missing the point. If I was watching it from that point of view, then I would be missing the point of the movie. No, and the I sheer, watched it from that point of view, and I didn't miss the point. Well, like and, and and like the sheer joy of like the irreverence. I didn't miss of that either. I don't know. <laughs> but you know. I don't know, I, yeah, I could be wrong, but I, I feel like that like them kind of creating rules and then breaking them again was 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 was, was, was yeah 
Yeah, it was intentional. I just don't. Uh, I don't know what rule they broke. It's not to me. It's again, not that it they broke like the, rules. It's just that the the storytelling to me kind of sometimes, um, you know, probably didn't clarify some things as clearly as they could be. But it's like at the same time, I was like, I don't. Well, care. It's like, how did the googly eyes get into the rock universe or whatever? Yeah, but you don't, don't give care. a shit. I don't give know? a shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's like fair. there, there's there's weird things, but that like the, the like the movie is is breaking rules just from a, a traditional like Hollywood storytelling standpoint. Yeah, that I, I think it's all intentional. It's 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 all like, actually, don't don't try to read too much into this because there's there's just an emotional truth at the core of the movie. Yeah, they and, actually uh, do keep following the rules with the googly eyes because by that point. So the rule is because joy. Okay, so how right? do the guys like? So get the in? way the again the only way the only time they break it is I think in the initial part when she gets the the headphones. And by the mm-hmm. guy, by the time we're at googly eye territory on the on the rock, uh, Evelyn has elevated to the same cosmic place or whatever as Joy did. And as we saw Joy in that first fight when she's taking out all the people with like dildos or or. Uh, whatever she like causes people to shoot themselves, or she turns into a mariachi, or she you know whatever. She's changing reality around her, like the the power of being the omnipotent evil after sucking up all of the joys seems to be that she can just do whatever she wants, whatever she wants. Again, everything, everywhere, all of the time. Well, the rules are very flexible then. Yeah, but they're not. But they're only only when you're that when you've gotten to that sort of level. It sets up mm-hmm. there's sort of an omni level of what you can do. And by, by the time that the googly eyes get on the rock, Michelle Yeoh has gotten to that point. They've become equals. <laughs> anyway, again, okay. I, yeah. I, that's my Maybe. read. Yeah. I I don't know if that's entirely true, but I, but that was I just the only reason I'm being very uh, argument about this is I was so impressed. Because I am the kind of person that will try to track and be like, oh, well, that doesn't work. Even if I'm liking the movie, like, mm-hmm. like, oh, that doesn't make sense, this, that, and the other thing. And I'll have to watch it again. I'm sure I missed stuff. But I just could not believe how many needles they threads, threaded and how many eyes they yeah. dotted and T's they crossed. Like, it, yeah. it's mind-boggling. And if they missed some, I didn't see them other than the one I called the, out. The one thing I, <laughs> I was hoping would, would, would come back is uh, they had this mirror motif at yeah, the beginning. Yeah, at the, 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 the very the first shot. Yeah. The opening shot is great. Like the mirror like uh, flips suddenly and then yeah. we push through it. And then there's the fractured mirror. that kind of, and, then, and then we kind of lose that motif. And I was, I, I don't know. This yeah, that was like pre- such a minor, minor, minor nitpick. But I was just hoping there'd be some mirror payoff at the end. Yeah. But no, that whatever. would be good. Yeah. It uh, doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think let's let's get to sort of let's get to sort of final thoughts here. Yeah, uh, I mean, mine. I, I can do it quick and easy. Mine right now. Ten out of ten. Perfect movie. Would movie again. Uh, I honestly, one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. It was such a blast. You haven't seen anything like it yet. Even if you've seen a lot of the Daniel stuff, uh, it is incredibly poignant. Go see it. Rock and roll. I just don't know where they go from here. To be honest with you, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't know. What do you do? How do you follow this if, as yeah. a as a as a film? You know, like I like rom com, <laughs> like standard rom com. I know at some point, Paul, you and I were texting back and forth about the, the, that they the were death of Dick Long. No, uh, no, they did do the de- de- well. No, but that was that Daniel was just Steiner. One Daniel, yeah, yeah. Dan- one Daniel on his own. I didn't Very, see it. Uh, did you see the death of Dick Long? This was a second. I watched film. it before this. Uh, and did you like it? Would it work? Just to you know know all the canon. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was fine. It right. was. Uh, I don't know. I think you. Sh- I. I think you should watch it. It's not a movie I would think you guys should talk about on this sure. podcast. Right. But uh, it's. Um, 
but I guess it's interesting because it's it it's very so it's it's a very ridiculous idea based actually kind of on a true thing, um, and it's handled in a very realistic way. And maybe that's the only place they go is they they they, they just <laughs> swing the whole other direction. They go they keep their kind of sensibility with the humor yeah. um, and the, the the deadpan slapstickness that they do, but but they they ground it more in reality. Yeah. My only point there is that uh, what I love about this more than anything, and it is kind of the sim- similar quality to one of my favorite movies of last year, The Mitchells versus the Machines, mm. or, and, and as well, the French, um, the French Dispatch, which is that I feel like it's unrestrained. You know, like it is, it is untethered to like, this is how a movie should be and this is what the rules are and we should... And, and the only fear I have now, again, these two young filmmakers, uh, joy to watch... Uh, is like I don't want any like I want whatever they do next to be on their terms, not not to be on anyone else's terms. You know, like we talked, we were texting back and forth. I think they turned down Lo- the, to do mm-hmm. to direct the Loki TV show in order to do this. And then I noticed that Joe and Anthony Russo were producers on this as well. Yeah. Um, and I hope there is just a sense with these two guys and the types of films that they make that is that is that they should be untethered and unrestrained. You know, like that's that's where this works. And, and I don't know, you know, like, and that's what I love about the movie is it's, is it's just wild. It's wildly joyful as well. You know, like it is, it's heartfelt, joyful, and just absolutely wild and irreverent. And, and like, like you said, Paul, I think that, that to me sums it up is like, why can't, not, not that why can't all movies be like this, but like, but like when you see something like this, it's, it's it's something to be cherished, you know, because, because not all movies are like this. Why can't like so many movies just care as much? Yes. Um, that's yeah. what You know, like, we'll just be like they care, the movie they care about every single frame of this movie. There's just so much love poured into it. And, and you, I mean, it looks like a blast to make, but it's, but, but there's nothing lazy about this there's movie at nothing. all. Nothing. Yeah. And, and, and just <laughs> the other thing, it's, it's and, a $25 that, million dollar movie. Where, yeah. Which, which like, sounds like a lot from an indie perspective, but for what they pulled off, that, Oh my that God. Is yeah. A like very every dollar is on screen, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Actually, I mean, to that point, um, I, I know I have a, a, a small amount of insight because, um, they reached out to me, uh, about VFX. Um, right. One of the directors, or a director, but one of the the VFX lead on this, Zach Stoltz. Yeah. Um, the team was only uh, five guys that did yeah. all the VFX, <laughs> and they um, they were referencing two two things I had done: the um, until there was nothing and uh, a the Shins the video. Shins video, yeah. yeah. Um, so I helped consult. Just I had a couple of phone calls. It like wasn't a big part, but I helped consult on the donut or the uh the bagel. everything bagel sucking thing oh nice. yeah of course i actually um, i did notice that they were sucking and, and like the thing that came into my head was yeah. uh was x scale only <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is the scale wipe is actually uh yeah. one of the effects but um yeah. <laughs> yeah they they used my thing as a reference which yeah. i found, found very flattering uh but they also were like oh do you want to do some shots on this movie so i and they had zero money left uh, for, for post-production like yeah really like like worse than than actually most indie films because it was all put into production there's a lot of practical effects yeah um and um because they only had five the the five guys being 
the whole VFX team is actually telling for how much um, stuff they actually did in camera. Yeah, uh, yeah. There, there, there was there's some VFX in this for sure, but but really, yeah. um, a majority of the effects are are all in camera. What um, I loved about the the Daniels early work as well is that they would do like uh, VFX breakdowns and show you how they made things, and yeah. I would steal from them all the time for like projects I was working on. I would steal from them ad nauseum, like without without fail. So uh, I love you know like. Again, I love anyone it, that yeah share share the the knowledge. Yeah, yeah, everything they do is so good here. Uh, yeah, could go on forever. If you if you're listening to this and you haven't watched <laughs> this film, I know. yeah, <laughs> I, you, you I just screwed your experience. Yeah, yeah. I, but here's the thing: I don't even know if you did. Like, it, like the joy yeah. from this movie, there is some discovery, so of hard course, to 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 put it into words and yeah, and to, like, it's so hard to even recommend this movie enough because. I don't know. I texted a bunch of people about it and they're like, oh, okay, cool. And you're like, but fuck, do you are you know? like, no. Like, <laughs> like oh, you've got to go see yeah. this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to see it in a theater with an audience. Like, this is the, it, also it, in the pandemic, yeah, it, I'm it, being the, I've been like the, the biggest advocate for like, stay safe, be yeah. masked, don't put yourself in situations that make you uncomfortable. Like, and, and to me, like, movies was just not a priority in terms of, like, uh, the experience. And, and, like, you know, I've seen maybe three or four movies since the, since the you know, since the numbers have come down. But this, this is a shining example yeah. of a movie to. to see with an audience. And the, the, the experience of having people around you kind of, like, feeling the same sense of joy. There's no way anyone watches this movie in an audience and switches on their phone or acts like a you know a douchebag yeah. or something like that this is it just does not happen in this movie because it's so arresting yeah it's it's a it's it is a communal experience like yeah. that i haven't felt in in a long time maybe since like get out or something which was yeah. like a great audience movie yeah um i mean there's a bunch of uh kids in the uh, kids whatever everyone's a kid to me <laughs> yeah uh, that had like googly eyes already and it was uh it was it was thursday it was actually like the day before the friday of the premiere and it had already it's already got a, a cult following um yeah it's definitely just it's an audience movie it's a theater movie it's it needs to be big and loud and yeah uh, yeah 100 yeah. percent yeah. Well, everybody, this has been the only podcast about the film Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Paul, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking with basically about everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if we covered everything, but thank you for having me all at we, once. We definitely went everywhere. I don't know if we covered yeah. everything, and we did a, do it mostly all at the same time. So I think like maybe the most scattered <laughs> approach to your, any of your podcasts. I think so. Had, I don't know if that's my fault, but uh, it, is it might not. be a nature of the movie, too. It's the movie. It's the movie. It's the movie. <laughs> yeah. Paul, yeah. where can folks find all the wonderful work you do? Oh, uh, Paul Trillo, T-R-I-L-L-O dot com, or just at Paul Trillo. You can see some stuff on Instagram or Vimeo, whatever. It will um, make you, it will It will fill you with rage at how good he is at everything no, he does. So, like, if you want to be Daniels really known. mad. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make you mad. Yeah. Shahir, when you are not wishing upon the multiversal <laughs> stars that you too could eject mustard from your fingertips made out of hot dogs, where can folks find you? Uh, I, uh, if I had hot dog fingers, man, life would be so different right now. Uh, Shahirdaud.com, that's S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D.com, where you can see all my life and works. Matt, when you are pondering the existence of the world while standing on a cliff in the most statuesque of poses with googly eyes over yourself, where can people find you? You can find me. 
as of rock over at my website, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-K-R-O-L.com, my life and works. Also, Skeletor, the number four, P-R-E-Z on Instagram and P-S-N, and of course, Emperor M-S-K on Twitter. Also, please check out the good works we're doing over on Extra Credits by the time this releases. I will have released my my Elden Ring Ariana Grande parody track for April Fool's uh <laughs> Wait, is illustrated. That, but that's a wow. that's a that's a spoiler, isn't it? You shouldn't No, by the time this releases. Uh, it'll be this will release what, the third? Yeah. Um so so that's how time works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> uh, Tomorrow's well, April Fools, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So it releases tomorrow at eight AM, technically from the time that this uh, is, but it's already up by the time they're hearing it. We should uh, have no April idea what Fool's the hell Day that episode. means, Matt, but uh, it's okay. I'm it's very, okay. I'm very intrigued. <laughs> and we're also uh neck deep, uh no pun intended, in our history of beer series. We are just getting to the point when uh when taverns were becoming a thing and it is a delight to just just crack a beer and drink along because it is a it is a really really good time um next week there'll be a movie and we'll talk about it i love that i say this every time like it's a big announcement like <laughs> hey guess what everybody next week movie we will decide uh, at some point here that would be paul is there anything coming out that you're excited to see oh um god it, dr uh, strange into this <laughs> I, I actually do want to see dr strange but um, we should do morbius i know i, I want to i want to see uh x actually oh yeah, yeah the tie waste slasher sl- yeah, yeah shot in new zealand oh that's right uh, well, yeah now we have to do it now we have yeah. to do it yeah <laughs> well, there's yeah. a contract i signed it i just <laughs> blood <laughs> all right everybody cool. well we will talk at you next week uh until then go see this movie a few times and listen to us in every in in your ear while you're watching it. Yeah, yeah. Play the podcast on a Bluetooth speaker as it's happening. It syncs up great, just yeah. like the Wizard of Oz and yep, yeah, yep. Pink with Pink Floyd. And, and then yeah. once, because that's this is only about an hour long. The movie's about two and some change. You, you start it again. We we'll just play it twice. Just play it twice. You do it backwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Awesome. Bye. Thank you. Bye.